Train Hard Live Strong family. What's going on, everyone? Coach Matt here, your host and owner of Athletic Beings Training and Apparel. Today in this episode, we have an amazing returning guest speaker. She was once here before for episode 116, but today we're going to talk about how to pay attention to how you feel over how you look. And one of the biggest things that we oversee whenever it comes down to training or body transformations or pursuing the happiness and confidence that you want for yourself. But before we jump in the episode, I got a few announcements. Leaving a five-star review, ladies and gentlemen, truly means the world to us here. And it helps me get feedback from you guys and girls listening, tuning in every single Monday and Thursday. Not only that, but it helps everybody around the world find this podcast just that much faster. So if they're looking for answers within their health and fitness questions or in their journey, If you leave a nice little five-star review, you're going to help them find this podcast by helping them. You can help them change their life to help them progress towards the goals that they want and the passions they want and the happiness they want, confidence they want for their body and health. All right. And you already know hydration is key to health and performance. And a lot of us right now are probably dehydrated while we're listening to this episode. And it is okay because life does get busy, but it's very important to pay attention to these things. And as long as you are aware of it, you can fix it. You can control it. But drinking water gets kind of bland sometimes, right? Water just like, bleh. sometimes you're like, I don't want to drink water. It just tastes like nothing. Hey, liquidiv.com has it, y'all. Amazing hydration packets that are going to give your water some flavor, some amazing flavor. And not only that, it's going to hydrate you three times faster than drinking regular water. Not only that, they have immunity products, energy products, sleep products, tons of amazing things that you can just throw inside of a water bottle, slam it down with some tasteful flavor, and just go on with being, you know, the best you could possibly be, have amazing health and and perform the best way you could possibly perform. All right, liquidiv.com. I want to save you 25% off. So use promo code TRAINHARD at your checkout to save yourself 25% off, y'all. And you already know EliteHitPerformance.com is booming when it comes down to on the go, at home, hit workouts, all the way from 30 to 20 minute to 10 minute to 5 minute. You can customize your own hit workouts. You can follow your favorite instructor. You can do tons of amazing things here at EliteHitPerformance.com. And there's tons of free workouts there if you just head over to EliteHitPerformance.com and try them out. And whenever you want to become an Elite Hit member, you're going to have access to all the exclusive hit workouts. On top of that, some amazing hit series and an amazing community filled with people who are driven and hungry to accomplish the goals that they want from home with their own body weight, little to no equipment, on the go, whatever it is, they're going to push for it just like how you want to. EliteHitPerformance.com. Have some fun. Try it out. High intensive interval training workouts are the way to go. Ladies and gentlemen, let's dive into this episode and let's welcome to the show Nicole Montesanti. I mean, it's something as simple as like if you're on a health journey right now and you're listening and you feel like you're not getting results, you may or may not be. And you need to have people that you are working with, aka your coach and people in your corner that you trust, that they're going to have your back. But that doesn't mean like you rely on them either. You do communicate with how you feel. Hey everyone, Coach Matt here, and you're listening to the Train Hard Live Strong podcast, where we bring on the top fitness pros, top fitness influencers, motivational speakers, and people who have gone through dramatic transformations. And we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself. If you have not yet, go ahead and check out our website, trainhardliftstrong.com. You can see all the new upcoming guest speakers and all the amazing things coming your way. Welcome to another life-changing episode.
ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode here on the Trainer Lavishon Podcast. Today we have a returning guest speaker on the show. She was here once before for episode 116, but she's here again. So let's welcome Nicole Montesanti. What's up, girl? Hello. Thank you for having me again. Oh my gosh. Yes, uh, absolutely. It's, you know, last time we were talking, even just for the interview and before we've been in touch still and, uh, and you're just awesome. So that's why I love to, you know, your vibe and energy is like such an amazing, it's, it's just good. It's powerful. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to think so myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for everyone listening that, you know, they've heard you before and everyone new to, uh, to listen to the, uh, the podcast or whatnot, or, who do, or people who don't know who you are. Um, if you're listening right now, you can head over to episode 116, y'all. If you want to learn more about her background story, I'll let her talk a little bit about, you know, where she came from, who, you know, how she got to who she is today. But uh, other than that, hit episode 116, you'll love it. But Nicole, everyone who doesn't know who you are, current and future listeners, can you give like a quick background story and just how you became who you are today yeah so my name is nicole montesanti i go by nikki um instagram handle is nikki underscore fitness you guys can go check it out on the i'm sure the bio underneath this podcast yeah, yeah. Uh, i started off as a personal trainer and i was specialized in fitness nutrition and i've gradually moved over to more of a health coach role um, in changing habits and changing lifestyles, not so much just giving the workout program and the food plan, which obviously I still give, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot more to it. So that's a very short story of where I'm at today. There we go. I love it. And if you, you know, obviously I watch everything that, that you do and your stories and stuff, you train people like at their like in the balcony of their apartment like you train them at their work at, at apartment gym or another gym like you're you're all over the place shoot my clients are all over the place but i will do whatever they need wherever they need um so yeah i do do personal training one-on-one in person in atlanta georgia mm-hmm. um but i do a lot of online work a lot of virtual and wherever you are i will make it work i just need wi-fi pretty much i just need wi-fi everywhere's got wi-fi now uh i think it's so cool though because you know as uh, you know, coaches, you know, we and I guess and you have your own opinion, too. I have my own opinion, too. But uh, whenever it comes down to helping people, coaching people, you know, the simple like 12 week programs, they're great. You know, they're awesome people, coaches that do that. Awesome. Keep it going. If you're helping people, you're changing lives. You're, he- you're helping the mental strength. Amazing. But um, I love how you your your road is now with health and fitness, lifestyle and stuff like that. Not really just like specifically training, like, you know, reps and sets and, you know, this specific meal plan. It's like if you want to work out to better who you are, who you are mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, then, you know, we're going to do this together. And that's one thing I, I truly do love about you. Yeah, thank you. I definitely agree myself. I mean, we talked about a little, little this on episode 116. I was at 6% and I was probably the unhappiest I'd ever been at one point. And so it really doesn't matter how good you look. It's about how you feel. And obviously feeling fit and strong and in the mirror, feeling good as well is going to make you overall feel good. But at the end of the day, it's still what you're doing and who you're surrounded by. Right. Yeah. I always tell my people that, Hey, take it one, one session at a time, man. One day at a time, like this weight today, this workout today is going to be hard, obviously, but next week it's going to be easier. And the week after that, it's going to be easier. And because I love you and I want to make you better, this is never going to get easy. Okay. You're just going to adapt and improve, you know, as sessions and days go on. And that's just going to be with your physical self, your mental self. And it's going to improve you who you are outside this workout, you know, because there's only one hour a day or 30 minutes of the day or whatever, however long you work out, but you have 
the rest of your life to live. So um, that's that's one thing that's cool about, you know, it separates people that just do specific programs or whatnot into like helping people actually improve everything. Yeah, 100% agree. So powerful. And and yes, what 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 you've been down to 6% body fat, right? As we just said. Yeah. Yo, that is crazy. How did it <laughs> like how did you feel? Obviously, I know mentally, emotionally it must have been crazy, but like did you ever think that that would be possible for you? Hell no. I mean, I didn't ever think I would look the way I do now physique-wise. I was right. Super skinny and lanky. Uh, when I first started, I had a very bloated midsection because uh, I drank and ate and things of that nature. But an obese, heavyweight person, overweight person, excuse me, probably would hate me if I were to say I was, you know, overweight or fat or anything. Even though honestly, I was a skinny fat, which you and I both know what that means. Mm-hmm. Just because I am small framed, I can instill at risk for heart disease, you know, yeah. cancer, things Absolutely. like that. Because the actual body fat percent was still high, and that's really what causes all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's nuts, man. And for, cause you know, scientifically, right. I guess, um, men, whenever they get to like 8%, 7%, 6%, they're pretty shredded, but females, they can get to like 14% and look phenomenal, like look great, you know? So you got down to 6%, dude, that is, that is crazy. What do you think that it did to your body? Like today, like long-term? Um, I don't think it did anything long-term now i mean maybe it did i'm not really honestly too sure i Mm -hmm. am very aware and in tune with my body i so i feel really good today which is why i say that but back then it really hurt my thyroid my thyroid my hormones were all out of whack and i wasn't on birth control or anything um Mm -hmm. so my blood tests were coming back not good there were as many things i was too high in things i lacked in um i mean i didn't have even fruit really in that year um it definitely messed up more of my mental health, but physically I did go through a binge eating disorder as well because of all of that. So I actually did go to the opposite end, still wasn't obese, but I was overweight. I went from the 124 to, I weighed in that 157 in like five weeks. And that is insane. It definitely caused mental, you know, depression. Like I wasn't working out nearly as much or as hard as I did, but I would, I didn't remember how to eat normal without being scared or having a fear of carbs or fruit really. And I was just eating watermelon before you just now. Um, I saw it. (laughs) So you saw that. Why did I ever do that? But I know. um, Yeah. I think it's crazy, man. It's, it's binge eating is a, um, it doesn't even have to happen to, it happens a lot to competitors. I've talked to a lot of competitors, including yourself and stuff. And you know, um, the people who go into extreme caloric deficits, uh, their body's so depleted, and once they feel that it's all clear to, you know, have a cheat meal or whatever, one of it, and then it's all of a sudden like a whole two months have passed by, and you had a cheat like sixty days, and, and yeah, and because it, it turns into your body is like, oh my god, yes, this is what I needed, and then you know you start to do this and that, and at that point your metabolism is all like weird, and hormones are all weird, and binge eating is a um, I wouldn't say uh. I guess not normal, but it does happen a lot of the times. And if it does happen, it's, um, you know, it's, it's better to, I guess, experience it and understand why the binging occurs or happened in the first place. Yeah. And I honestly, I, I kind of agree with your little doubt there initially. I do think it's honestly a lot more common nowadays than we Mm -hmm. think. Because it's just like when people go through that roller coaster of weight loss, fat loss, they follow something for 60 days and then they 
get burnt out because they can't stick to it because people just jump and are very extreme with everything that they do. So I like to call myself an extremist, which I don't think is the best thing in every situation, but I'm like that in absolutely everything I do, which is why I got to that low and it was not needed. But I mean, everyone does it really to an extent. Yeah, again, it could be with anything, right? It doesn't have to be just with weight loss. It could be with career, finance, relationships. It could be like anything. You just, you know, you want to go hard in the paint, dude. There's nothing wrong with that. You want to be competitive against yourself, you know? Um, it's just, I guess, being aware, like how you are now, you know, like who you are today. You've you've had to go through what you did to be who you are today, you know? Right. Or even like, not yeah, not giving yourself like vacations. and Like I want to go on like a month-long vacation right now, but it's because I haven't given myself like random breaks that we need to have in order for that balance so binging with absolutely anything i agree yeah absolutely so last episode we touched just a little bit but um you had a a really common surgery but it does um you know it's it's very huge anytime i feel like you go into any surgery getting your damn wisdom teeth pulled out like it could be anything happen you know anything could happen um so you went through like a, a boob job and um now obviously you were you know always training you've always been into fitness and you your health is very important to you um and as it should anybody else too but um to you it's really valuable as i can really tell and other people can tell as well from how you talk about it but um then all of a sudden you have this you know this boob job and then you know things or you can't do as many things as you could have before just because you have to recover and now you're going through like a little bit of ups and downs but um how has the whole just how's the whole thing been Oh my gosh, it's been so emotional. <laughs> I bet it has, man. I can only imagine. I have literally, I mean, I'm a bodybuilder, you know, health coach. Uh, yep. I am very in tune with my body, but I am also very on point with keeping track of things. So I have definitely taken weekly pictures, um, kept track with how I've felt throughout the whole thing, what I've done. Um, so yeah, actually yesterday was the uh, end of the 12th week. So I'm officially 12 weeks out. Mm-hmm. I go back for a four month checkup. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I would say the first, I got cleared at four weeks to do lower body and cardio. Okay. During those first four weeks, though, honestly, it wasn't that bad not working out, surprisingly. Uh, like I said, I, thankfully, I have a better mindset in regard to if I don't get a workout in, I don't like hate myself for it. Um, right. I'm very happy with the way I feel and look when it comes to the fitness side of me now because of doing this for six, seven years and finally, you know, getting a hold of myself and what's, what's good for me. And I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. still growing and things of that nature. So I'm even going to play with my macros more when I feel like I'm more mentally in it again, because I'm, I'll get to there, but I'm not really mentally in my own fitness journey right now. Mm -hmm. So first four weeks, it honestly wasn't that bad. I had planned on doing a bunch of stuff with my business, excelling and all the things I'm, you know, accomplishing that you see, but I personally feel like I should be a little bit more ahead than where I'm at because there have definitely been days where I have stood in front of the mirror and, and cried. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, right. I'm laughing cause that's what I do. It's like when I'm in pain, I actually laugh it off. Um, so the first four <laughs> weeks, again, it wasn't bad. I think it was a lot more difficult after I got cleared when the first, the fifth week and the sixth week, I was just doing a light walking cardio. And mm-hmm. I think the sixth week was when I actually went and did a cycling class for the first time. Yeah, I right, teach right. the heated cycling. Um, and then I was slowly getting into that because I think the heat was making them swell a little bit. Okay. And they just felt yeah, weird and off. Blood so, flow, right? 
Yeah. So I actually still have not done a whole cycling class, but I have been doing it consistently minimum two times a week, sometimes up to three, spreading them out. Cause last time I did a back-to-back day, it was super sore. So I was really flat, like, yeah, really flat, just a nipple, which is fine. I did not care. And I don't like saying this because mm-hmm. people are like, well, what, why did you do it? And I did it because I wanted to have that more womanly, curvy physique. But I don't think I looked manly before, so I always have to follow up with that because I was fine. Okay. I think getting older, you know, getting into my 30s, wanting to wear like bikinis I've never worn or outfits, things like that. Um, And just feeling more like a woman, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. not that I didn't feel like a woman. So four weeks went by. I was honestly fine. Week five and six, I I started actually working out and I did have my first leg day in that fifth week and it felt phenomenal. I was only body weight, but I got that burn and I was like Mm -hmm. the adrenaline and then the endorphins and it just felt amazing. So I think in the 12 weeks or eight weeks, because the first four were nothing, Uh I've had maybe three solid workouts and all of them were legs. I went back through for checkups more than I was supposed to because I was so paranoid with things. And um, he actually ended up clearing me to do everything in the six week as well. Like when I went back, he was like, yeah, you can actually do upper body as well. Basically just listen to your body. Yeah, um, And he's very much like that kind of doctor. And that's why I honestly liked him. Um, and I still like him. It's not that I don't, I'll get there, but, and I still like him. I love him. Like I, I love how he's very much listening to your body. Um, like he necessarily, he was like, I wasn't even going to really put you in a surgery bra. Cause I didn't go to hu- a huge size either. As long as there was support if I felt like I needed it. So, um, I have done a few upper bodies since then, but I don't really work out that much even till this day. Mm -hmm. And I've actually only done one workout this week and it was one cycling class. And it's because I feel super uncomfortable. Really? So yes. And I know it's a foreign body and, or like an implant in my body. Right. Right. And I think the most frustrating part in this whole journey is I know how I feel and you know physically anatomy skeletal and my skeletal system muscular system all of those things I've you know I've I've done a lot with my body so I know that this doesn't feel right and all I keep getting told is you know you're only three months out and I 100% agree emotionally I immediately want to go back under and get something fixed right now and I'll explain it but I personally and logically, there is always that logical side of me that I'm like, I'm not going to do it right now. And I won't even do it in the four month. I will wait till minimum six. I might even wait to eight, depending on how I feel. Cause I'm all about right. how I feel. Yes. And I want to make, and I would wait because I want to make, cause I know they're not healed and I want to make sure we actually would help fix it with mm. the right style and size. So basically mm. what's happening and what I'm experiencing is I do have a little bit of scoliosis, which I don't necessarily think was considered in my surgery. I do think it was, I, I personally, it may not be the case. I would love to update you guys. Um, Cause I still love the doctor. I'm not talking bad about him at all, but I personally think it was a little bit more of a cookie cutter surgery than it should have been because it is a very, very common surgery. And it's honestly super yes. easy. Every doctor has been like, oh, it's so easy. It really doesn't even matter who you pick with. Just feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. 100% agree. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, even like the whole process before, during, and after. Like it was, I mean, for surgery, it was pretty simple. Fast. So 
with the scoliosis, I have always been out of whack and I have to get adjusted every week just to feel normal. But obviously adjustments are more temporary than anything, even with recovering my muscles, my body still just goes back to the way it is. So what happens is my right shoulder comes forward a little bit, always doesn't matter like with what, even if my right trap is loose, which a lot of time it's because this whole side is tight and you can actually see it. I'm sitting straight and you can actually see, can you see my collarbone is higher on the left side? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's, it's always like this though. Mm-hmm. So this whole side is higher, including this hip. So what happens is I always have to get adjusted. So right. this shoulder is laying back nicely and I almost, people are going to see this visual, right? Yes. Yes. I almost want to get up and show you all. Cause I really don't care. Um, so this shoulder sits back nicely. Uh-huh. This one rolls forward. And it's not a bad thing, but I've been YouTubing the hell out of shit. And (laughs) um, basically, this part of my chest, because of this, caves in. So since we're going to see this, this is a band that we usually wear in the recovery, even up to 12 weeks after. I think maybe, I'm sure some women have worn this later, but they just Mm. not put me in this. Mm. And I actually went to a second opinion doctor, a different one. And it was a lady that I was going to go to before my guy who I like loved and she threw this at me just being like, you know, here, this might help the right one. So basically what's happening is the one on my right shoulder with the tattoo is Uh smaller. It's not as round, it's tighter and it's higher, which makes sense in the way that I feel. Okay. And I think putting more mass in my chest actually emphasized everything I already felt before surgery. So if you look at my Instagram and go and look at my old hit workouts and things like that all the time, when I did a push up on my right side, my back actually overcompensates. And so I already have like, maybe I don't, but it does feel like I have less chest muscle tissue over here because this side doesn't activate like this side because of the cave. Of course you can actually feel it's caved in. So it's not only not as round and you know, I don't expect them to be identical either, but it's like this. So this one's actually right, more protruded right. out and this one's kind of caved in. So even mm-hmm. when I like push on them, this one feels deflated, but it's not because they both definitely feel the same. So I have done hella di- self-diagnosing and I personally, and I'm not even really talking to this about anyone anymore, except for like maybe two to three people, just mm-hmm. because it's really frustrating when you know how you feel and yes. you're talking to people and people are perceiving what you're saying the wrong way. And mm-hmm. it's, I'll blame myself. Cause I talk, I totally can talk about emotionally. So I'm sure people think I'm being emotional. I would think the same thing with someone else. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people are like, they look great. Yo, they both look beautiful as shit. And they honestly <laughs> have been really pretty. Uh-huh. Not since a week out, I'll exaggerate. Cause they were very like fucked up like nine to 10 days out. But I mean, right, honestly, right. Up well, to, when course. the two week out hit, uh-huh. I mean, all like a lot of girlfriends, girls I've talked to on Instagram, Mine were really pretty. Like all they theirs looked mangled. Like <laughs> mine have been really pretty since the beginning, but they just don't look pretty together. They don't look like the same boob. And it's right. not even the look, it's the feel. And so yes. when I tell people, I'm like, no, see, I'm not even looking at myself in the mirror because people are like, they look great. You're fine. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, yeah, but like I feel so what happens is I feel the difference when I'm just sitting there. Mm-hmm. So then I'll just move around and it feels horrible. Like it physically feels light and empty on this side that's how weird okay, it is gotcha i gotcha so when i lift up this feels heavy and this uh-huh. feels like there's nothing there 
Oh, it's wow. so weird. I'll stand up and show you. That's crazy, so, dude. That's crazy. Hold on, hold on. Before you do that, I just want to paint a picture for a lot of people right now listening. Um, whenever you talk about this, and I want people to really absorb this right now, when you talk about um, people saying, oh, it looks, they look nice, it looks pretty, uh, this and that, but you feel different. This is what exactly tons of women, even men, go through with a lot of different things, weight loss, muscle growth, toning different things about their body. People are going to say sometimes, hey, you, you, uh, you look fine. You look fantastic. You look great. But inside, you don't. You should always, just like what you're doing, Nicole, search for how you feel. Okay, it's great whenever your mom, your dad, your husband, wife, whatever, say, hey, you look phenomenal. But if you don't feel right, search to for, for search for what feels right search to what makes mm. you happy because it's your body it's your health it's how you look and you can look great but if you don't feel great you're not going to 100 percent look great because you're kind of not happy inside and you want to be happy come on but i just wanted to say that real quick so that people can understand how you can look at this in different points of view yeah no i mean i agree i think the key in any in your life journey, because I think fitness is a part of it. But again, I think we focus too much on the fitness part thinking that in the end, once we achieve that, everything's perfect and good, including if we have all the money in the world, then everything's perfect and good. And that's not the case. You actually have more problems and more challenges when you have more things. Mm -hmm. That's why I would never in my life want to be perfect, honestly. Yeah. And I mean, it's something as simple as like, if you're on a health journey right now, and you're listening, and you feel like you're not getting results, you may or may not be. And you need to have people that you are working with, AKA your coach and people in your corner that you trust Mm -hmm. that they're going to have your back. But that doesn't mean that you rely on them either. You do communicate with how you feel because that's where food sensitivities come in. Like I have so many clients come to me and they're eating all these foods that are great for you, but that doesn't mean they work for their digestive system. And so they come bloated or they're not getting results. Yeah. If you can relate to that, anyone who's listening. Absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent, man. I always tell people, I don't care how much a doctor has behind them. I love, I I do support doctors and I get my physical every year, but also a blood test and things like that. Nothing and no one will tell me how I feel more than me. Yes. Yes. So if you are listening, you are not crazy. I think we have emotions to us. So I think you need to trust your coach and trust people in your corner because I definitely have been handling this way more emotionally than I sound just to be straight up with y'all. Yeah. No, of course. But I also trust myself. So self-compassion, self-honesty and self-trust all the way through. Dude, I can see it's crazy because whenever you, and obviously I'm a guy and any guy out there right now listening, we can't relate and we can't really truly understand just because of this, when it comes down to your body, if you have, you know, you don't have big glutes and you want to fix that, you can fix that, dude. You can go to the gym, you can dedicate your life and, and or you can dedicate your hour or however for the next year and you can crush hip thrusts and squats and glute active or glute focused exercises. And within 365 days, you can make a dramatic difference yourself. But when it comes down to the female body and whenever they want to, you know, increase boob size, like how you did because of your past experiences with dropping to 6% body fat. And for everyone out there right now, the the female body the the breasts they are fat like they're almost 100% fat basically so um whenever they compete and they lose tons of weight like they're going to lose that too but how do you get that back you can't man there's not you can't do push-ups until they grow back you can't freaking do bench press until they grow back like you can't do a bunch of you know uh glue bridges to make them grow back like you can't do those things i can only 
barely imagine you feeling the way you do whenever before the surgery and you want to fix that. And the only way to fix that is through surgery. So you do it. And then now you're at, you know, where you are today with these frustrations. It's like, girl, I wanted it to be perfect. And I know there's a lot of people in life that, uh, make a change and they, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You know, you knew you had scoliosis, you knew you had these things with your body, but you did the the surgery, you know, and you had, you trusted them and trusted this and that and you trusted the process. And, you know, but now you were, now you are where you are today. And, you know, that's just you having to consistently adapt, you know, it's not the end of the world still, you can still fix this. Um, and a lot of people out there right now that are listening, if you are going through a struggle, or something with your body or, you know, how you view yourself um, and you've done something or you're trying to do something, just keep going. Like Nicole's not quitting. She's not stopping. She's continuing to, to push. And yes, it's okay to be in a low. It's okay to be emotional, but you know, there's always going to be a positive side and there's always another side to, to the past that we go through. Yeah. 100. And I'm definitely pushing when it comes to business and getting work done. I, I mean, like I told you though, I haven't really, I haven't really been that active because it's super uncomfortable. I literally feel when I squat, my left side is heavier than my right. So I know this is not going to happen. I'm not going to gain more muscle in my left quad. It's just uncomfortable though. So like I can't even do a good leg day right now. And it's not even that I'm like worried about how I look in front of other people. I like just am super uncomfortable myself because right. I didn't pay seven grand for a dude to look at my tits and say they look great. That's right, fine. dude. Do you want to know what I'd be doing if I was you? I'd just be doing a bunch of single leg stuff. Like just I can, you can isolate that one spot without having that, you know, that misalignment. Yeah, that's a good idea actually. And I usually do do single leg and I have to do single leg stuff because my right glute meat doesn't activate like my left because of my right. hips. See, that's what I'm saying, dude. I would just solely do a bunch of single leg stuff. That's it. Yeah. I'll, uh, we'll definitely catch back up and things. Um, and I'll let y'all know. I mean, I'm definitely, I'm pushing through and getting work done. There are definitely days where I don't get much done cause I'm like just super uncomfortable, but, um, and then physical wise, it doesn't affect me. Someone who hasn't reached their goals on their journey and I could see how it affects them. Um, yeah. I mean, I still have goals physically, but I'm not in a spot to where I don't, I'm not happy with where I'm at, mm-hmm. which I feel like, you know, a lot of people can be in when they don't feel comfortable and good. Right. Yeah. yeah right, so, right, right. I mean, really, even with as good as I look and as good as I feel physically, though, I now am feeling that downside a lot of the time as well, because I feel uncomfortable as if I was overweight or something like that, because I right. it's just weird. Yeah. Dude, the way you're explaining it, it sounds weird. And people listening right now are probably like, what the heck? Like, how, you know, and maybe there's a bunch of females right now listening that have had boob, uh, boob jobs and they feel exactly how you feel. So if you have felt this before, reach out to Nicole, tell her what's up. But um, how are you, like, how are you dealing? I know it's very hard to, um, so real quick, I guess I'll just give something that I did. Um, whenever I was uh, 18 years old, I was uh, told from my stepdad to come home, grab some things and leave because he didn't want to see me for a few days. So I just came home. I grabbed my stuff and I left. I just left, never came back, joined the military, all that stuff. But in this um, dark part of my life, I relied on fitness, man, training, movement, all that stuff was uh, was what was keeping me alive, basically, because that was the only time I could feel something. So how are you dealing with what you're going through emotionally? Because I'm, like I can only imagine if the things I'm going through emotionally, but I can't really train because it doesn't feel right. So that's all foggy. What do I go to next? Like, I don't understand what I would go to next. So what, how are you getting through this time right now? 
it's it's getting more difficult as I'm healing because I personally feel like as I'm healing it's it's getting worse and they're starting to settle in so that right one is definitely settling inward in my chest and also the more they're settling like I, I I could go work out right now and I could do a lot more than what I did I was at week six and the fact that I can go in those gym doors and can't do much it's more frustrating doing that than not going in the gym at all mm-hmm. um I am pouring my heart into my business though and my clients. So with all the things I'm doing that you guys see on, I'm on Instagram. I've been on Instagram, but you know, shit's popping off, blowing up there. The content I'm creating is I'm, I'm doing, putting a lot of work in that. I'm now on TikTok, started my YouTube channel. So I am putting energy into many other places that also fulfill me that I honestly may not have, may not be doing if I, did have the time or have the comfort of being able to work out because workouts I get when people say they don't they definitely have time to do it but I get when people say they don't have time when they think about going to the gym doing a workout because that all in all takes you know two to three hours it really does especially if you don't live close like 15 20 minute drive back and forth ends up being 30 40 minutes yeah dude absolutely yeah add it up right (laughs) yeah so I think it's the frustrating part is me is not being able to come up with like a good split in my week. Cause I'm not one that has to work out six days a week, as long as I can spread stuff out and have it make sense in those okay. six days, giving myself a day off. And I don't really know how to split up my routine right now. Mm-hmm. So I basically can just go to a second class cause someone's telling me what to do and I get lost in the music beat. So that's cool. There you um, go. That's good. I'm working a lot though. I'm like everything. I'm just pouring all my stuff, energy into the things into all of you guys. So when you go to my page, Nikki underscore fitness again, you know, get, give me some information that you're wanting me to throw out there. Cause it's, it's, it's getting, keeping me busy. <laughs> right. So, you know what? I got something for you, girl. Um, when, so, okay. I did, um, I messed up one, t- one time I was working out and I did something that hurt my, my back dude. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it was like sciatic pain, but I did something crazy and uh, my whole left leg like was was uh, just on fire and was like that for like four days. Um, I couldn't I could barely walk. Right. I could barely walk. Um, I could definitely not train. Dude, that was like out of the picture completely. Um, I couldn't even pick up a case of water to walk up the stairs that I had to go. And uh, but I, I did what I knew and I self therapy myself. And I did all this stuff. Right. But in the moment. I remember thinking to myself, like, dude, I'm glad I'm going through this. Like, this is so cool because I know, I now know in more depth, because before then I didn't have like crazy sciatic pains or whatnot. Like I never really experienced something crazy, but then I finally did. And I was like, dude, this is kind of cool to go through this because, and people might be thinking like, dude, man, what the hell is wrong with you? But I I was thinking to myself, like, dude, this is kind of cool. I'm going through this because now I'm going to get the self-experience from my own my own way because the only time you're going to go through it or learn more about it especially internally is because we we tell people all the time hey come on you got one more rep you got one more rep but they are feeling the burn inside but we don't feel that we just understand the Mm -hmm. body right so feeling is obviously a ton different just like how you've been talking about as well but um i was i was happy that i went through that that uh experience in my life with that pain that injury uh just because i could have that self-experience so with you right now um, I, and maybe you haven't thought about this or whatnot, but do you, are you happy that you're going through this right now? I wouldn't say happy. I wouldn't say mad or sad, though. I mean, I, it's just kind of accepting it and focusing on what you can do. Right. And I'm not at all 
like perfect, like I just said, in mm-hmm. uncertain days. Like I said, there are days where I can definitely not get work done because of it. But mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to necessarily say happy though, per se, because it's not that it sounds, it's not that it sounds fake. It doesn't sound I'm not true. mad about it. Right. So yeah, you're I'm just not, like I'm gray more, area. I'm honestly. Yeah, like it's it's kind of for to me it's kind of whatever. The thing that's frustrating me the most is not feeling heard, really. Um, because first mm. thing is no one in their right mind's gonna fix it right now. Duh, like I'm honestly cringing at the thought of going back under and then recutting that same spot open. Like that makes me like cringe and hurt. I don't want this to happen. Mm. But I also know how weird this feels and I will wait, but I feel like I'm not being heard because I no one's actually taken the time to actually look at my skeletal structure. They like let me talk and then they're like, well, yeah, but, you know, we'll check back in in six, seven months. Basically, that's kind of all that's happening, which I get a 100 percent get. Mm-hmm. I just uh, I, as, I mean, we're women. We want to be heard anyway. So let me get a hell yeah. If you're a female and you're listening. But dude, yeah, that's hell yeah. I'm a guy. Hell does. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> right? dude, it's awesome. Because I mean, like we say we we feel it so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. understanding that even though i if there are times where i emotionally talk about it and times where i don't then there are times where i logically talk about it times that i don't at the end of the day i just want someone to look at the anatomy of my body and tell me i'm not crazy <laughs> but i don't think i'm crazy so i'll keep Never. waiting and again i hope this ends up working out the way it's supposed to 100 percent because i don't want to go yeah. back under at all but right 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 right. I, I love i love everything you just said man being being heard i think that is a uh because just just like I said earlier, to, to kind of paint the point of view, you know, this is Nicole's obviously going through this right now with um, a, a surgery that she went through. But there's people out there that are going through these things with with their nutrition, with their training, with their sleep, with their relationships, with their career, with their school, with whatever it is. And, um, you know, talking about how you feel is is crucial it's very crucial and i used to never believe this when it came down to health and fitness or training or whatever um until i went in, until i went into the military and i was training because uh i hated how who i was i hated um how i felt and i wanted to feel something and obviously training brought that feeling to me but then i relied on just that i never really spoke about my emotions and what was bugging me and what caused me to do that because at the end of the day i was just damaging myself um, you know, over and over again. Yes, it was with training and stuff like that, but you can hurt yourself even if you uh, do fitness. But, uh, you know, being heard and feeling like you're being heard is great. So right now, if you are going through something in your life or, uh, you know, you are going through your weight loss journey, right? Like you're staying strong, like New Year hit and you're like, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to do this, dude. Like I'm going to turn over a new leaf. I'm going to break the chain in my, in my life, in my life, you know, my family tree or whatever. I'm going to do it. And you've been strong, but you feel like all the people around you are toxic and you're just not being heard. Um, you search for something that, and that's that until finally someone listens to you. You, you don't feel like you're crazy. Just like on the cold saying, don't feel like you're crazy. Cause you're not, it's okay to feel the way you feel. Just like how people say, no question is a dumb question. I truly believe that no question is absolutely a dumb question. Uh, no feeling is a dumb feeling. If you are hurt because of something that someone said or something like that, you have the right to be, to feel the way you feel. If you look at yourself in the, in the mirror and you know, obviously we deal with this as coaches all the time. 
people i've helped people lose you know 50 60 70 pounds and they look in the mirror and now now it goes from you know i hated this to i hated that and and i understand it's how you feel and it's okay you know and we can keep saying hey look at the bright side you lost 50 60 pounds but it all comes down to how you feel inside so you should always search for um, the feeling of being heard and the happiness and positivity uh, from that feeling. Yeah, 100%. And I don't think it's bad if you have someone in your life and you're listening that's, you know, like the two doctors that I've seen so far. And again, I like them both. I don't think it's bad when someone's trying to not not hear your feelings, but not let you sit in them. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that. Oh, wow. and that's probably what they're doing is, I mean, really at the end of the day, they don't know what's going to happen. They're nowhere near where they're going to be. And they know they're not going to have surgery on me. So they're not going to, they're trying to not let me sit in my feelings, which mm-hmm. that's hopefully what people are doing around you in your life right now. So think about that on the other hand, even though you are totally going through emotions. So make sure you still have that one or at least one person or two people that you can go talk to that can validate what you physically feel, but also remind you that it's not permanent, which is what the doctors are doing and that it's an mm-hmm. easy fix to them, which mm-hmm. I get, you know, not keep you in your feelings, but let you feel your feelings. But then also, you know, remind you, this is why we're bringing you out of your feelings because our emotions can control our life. Right, dude. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Your emotions are life. Like that's uh, absolutely a hundred percent. And um, another thing too, that I'm grabbing from everything you said is um, I think anyone could benefit from this. Uh, no one's going to like it whenever you view them as uh, another client or another number or another person that wants a surgery, the same surgery they've done a thousand times in one year, or just someone else who's looking for weight loss. Everyone has their own, uh, f- their own feeling for the goals and passions that they want for themselves. And, um, and I think also, too, you, maybe you might not know it, or maybe you've already grabbed the feeling from before, but you know, now you kind of know how it feels like to um, not be, I guess, completely analyzed before something happened, you know, before they did something to you or whatever, um, the surgery. Uh, but now, you know, it's going to help you maybe even as a coach to, and you probably have been doing this for as, for forever. But, um, you know, I feel like, because I've had a lot of clients tell me this, like, hey, I've had trainers in the past and, you know, they were not emotionally and physically and mentally involved in my path, just like how you are. And and I think that's, you know, that's heartbreaking because it's like, you know, we should be basically heard, just like we've been talking about, but we should also be like, um, like, I guess intimate is the kind of the word, but we shouldn't feel like we're just somebody else. Yeah, and I feel mm-hmm. like this is going to help you even as a coach too because it's going to, you know, now you know how it feels like to not be completely analyzed, you know. And like I said, you've probably been doing it for forever now, but um, helping if anyone, if anyone right now has a coach, right, and, uh, and they don't feel like there's a connection because you should absolutely have a connection with your coach, you know, like by viewing your stuff and what you're doing whenever you post <laughs> videos of your clients and like you can tell like that's – you don't just do that with random people. You do that with a coach that you're – that you love, like you, that you enjoy, that you connected with. Um, and you should never feel like just somebody else. You should feel valued. And uh, that's what I think what you're going through is what I would grab if I was in your shoes. I would now understand how it is to not feel valued. And uh, now I can push that even times two to, you know, the people that I serve, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And 
know, understand what, like, whatever you're feeling, write down everything you feel. And everyone tells me when I go to my appointments, like, write everything down. I'm like, I don't need to. It's all in my head. But I do write down. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. <laughs> I'm like, no, I definitely can go ahead and point to, like, the spots that are fucked up right now. But feeling-wise, emotion-wise, because there are so many thoughts that go through my head. Right, Write right, all right, those right. down. And when I go back and look, like... For example, I'm missing side boob and under boob compared to my left boob on my on my right side. But on top of all that, it's more it's sunk in. So when I look at the whole picture, I don't expect them to be identical. I'm like, I'd rather miss the side and under boob and have them the same protrusion, you know, level. Right. So know what you're upset about. Differentiate things and also know that those so there's some of those things that are probably going to still be there and you're not just going to be okay all of a sudden either like just because i get this fixed it still might not be what i want quote quote i but again i don't really care what they look like i just want them to feel a little bit more normalized and similar Mm -hmm. so that's something i am aware of as i don't think they're going to be perfect at all i don't they may not even honestly get fixed as long as it'll just get a little bit closer and understanding that like understanding what you value in what you're upset about, because when we're upset, we can be upset about everything. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? Let's, let's specify this one here for anyone out there right now. Like I said earlier, okay. With the female body, you can, you know, obviously you want bigger glutes, do more of this. You want nice legs, do more of this. You want nice toned arms, do this. If you want to, you know, improve your, you know, your boob size or whatever it is to gain more confidence in yourself. Uh, you can't just do a bunch of pushups to get there. Um, so for women right now who have maybe searched for it or have already gone through the surgery, um, what words of advice would you give to another female right now who has gone through it but is not happy or maybe not feels great and they thought that they were going to feel great and, and just be uh, fixed, like fixed right there, but they, that they're not? What kind of words of advice would you give them if they're going through that, that low part of their life? So one thing that I always do, which I think differentiates me from other people, and I think you do this as well, and this is also a flag for anyone's listening, is I will never answer your question right away until I ask your question with another question. So I'm going to ask why you got it in the first place, because I need to really understand what it is that's making you unhappy, and you do too. Yes. Because of course, uneven boobs are going to make you unhappy. But if you got the boobs in the first place for maybe not the wrong reasons, but maybe not a reason that's really for you, which is not a bad thing, you'll feel that later and it'll come up like vomiting. You won't even know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. So I would say, you know, well, why did you get them? Most women, everyone I know have got it for themselves. So depending on where they're at in their journey, how recovered they are, get that shit fixed. <laughs> it's not permanent. <laughs> Like, right. and it may, it may cost money, whatever the case is, but I do not care. I will totally get a loan out for anything. I don't, I am still very cautious with how much I spend and budget wise and things like that. I'm not stupid, but if something's worth it to me, I'll, I'll take a loan out. I'll invest in it 100%. So if it's that bad and you know, it's for a reason that you can't get past reach out to me, reach out to a doctor, reach out to someone else, talk it out with someone. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a bad thing at all Mm -hmm. because you are in control of what you can do with that. And that's why I'm like, I'm gonna wait with my arms crossed, but I'm not gonna get it fixed. And like, (laughs) too, like, so do what you can to keep yourself sane in the time of this happening and have a plan for yourself. Cause only you can do that. Mm -hmm. 
Damn. Absolutely. I don't really you, know if I answered the question, but it no, would be you hard, did. you know, based on yeah. each individual case. Yeah, no, absolutely. hundred percent. And everything you just said, you can always relate it to anything else. So there's guys right now listening like, Hey dude, I don't got boobs, but check it out. You can relate to anything. If you are unhappy with how you're looking and you've already lost 40 pounds and you've gained 10 pounds of muscle and you have a six pack now, but you just don't feel happy anymore or you're not fulfilled. You know, why did you do it in the first place? Why did you start this journey in the first place? Why you can do this with anything, even with your business, your career, you know, if you lose yourself in the journey or whatnot, you can gain, you can get yourself back. You know, you can gain yourself back. There's nothing wrong with taking a break. There's nothing wrong with uh, analyzing, viewing, adjusting, and coming back at it again. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, and when it comes down to, you know, your health, you get one health, man. You get one body. This is it. Like, this is what you got. Make the best out of it. Um, if you want a coach and, you know, you, you want some help, but, you know, just like how you said, you pull out a loan, man. Like, it's, nothing there's no your your body your health is priceless okay so you should be willing to do whatever it takes to get your body right to get yourself right because you live on this planet once so you better you know make the best out of it and just pursue your happiness like your individual happiness um and i know a lot of it comes from you know how you how we view ourselves man like you can look at yourself you can step on the scale right now and i do not recommend this at all but there could be Almost everyone listening right now can step on the scale, look at the number, and then be sad for the rest of the day. Like, it's, it's just what happens, you know? When it comes down to us, you know, where we are our biggest critic and we're the biggest person to put ourselves down. And when that happens, you know, you just spiral down this, this hole and it just keeps going. But uh, you should always strive to never feel embarrassed of why you feel the way you feel because it's the way you feel. And there's nothing wrong with that. 100%. Yeah, dude. Oh, my gosh. I enjoy... Uh, how vulnerable you got today. I, I, I enjoy the, how you expressed yourself and the stories you said. Um, if anyone right now is wanting to reach out to you, ask you a question, say thank you. I know you said it multiple times. It's going to be in the show notes too, everybody. But where's the best place for people to reach out to you and find you? I would say Instagram. So that's Nikki, N-I-K-K-I-I underscore fitness. There we go. Bam. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, you just listened to another amazing episode here with guest speaker Nicole Montesanti, and you already know who I am. I'm your host, Coach Matt. Everything that uh, all the you know what she what she just said right now, her uh, Instagram will put it in the show notes. But if you grab any sort of value in this episode, or you know it can help somebody else out, all we ask is you simply share it to your best friend, your gym buddy, that one person that needs to listen to this. Because the more people we get to listen to these episodes, the more lives we can all change together. But you already know how we do it over here, y'all. Get out there. Train hard. And live strong. All right, everybody. Peace. You just finished another amazing episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. If you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode, all we ask is you simply share it out to your Instagram story, Snapchat, send it to your best friend. If you want to know when the next amazing episode of guest speakers are coming on the show, make sure to check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. And also, if you want to see the sickest apparel, go ahead and check out athleticbeings.com. We'll see you all in the next episode. Coach Matt, peace.